This is 89.1 WEMU, and I'm David Fair, and thanks for joining us for another edition of Washington All United. Today we have the good fortune to explore the challenges and successes in finding equity for small black-owned business and in the literary and publishing worlds. Our guest is Carlos Franklin. Carlos is the co-owner of Blackstone Bookstore and Cultural Center in Ypsilanti, and Carlos, thank you so much for making time for us today. And thank you for having me. How nice is it to be back open for in-person business and events at the bookstore? I think it's very nice. Uh, one of my biggest motivations is having an in-store. I know we have an online site that we launched uh, right when uh, March 22nd, uh, 2020, and um, we had a lot of success with that, but it's nothing like getting in there and mingling with the customers. How significant an impact did the pandemic have on the store? It was kind of pluses and minus. Um, you know, like I said, the minus part is, you know, you can't be in there with your customers and everybody was shut down and, you know, you're having uh, trouble with the mailing and getting things out to people and, you know, people scared to work. But the pluses was, you know, it was something where people had to sit at home. So, you know, when people sit at home, they do a lot of reading. <laughs> That's right. That is exactly right. Now, uh, through the course of the pandemic, there was both concern and consternation among black business owners, particularly small business owners, that COVID relief money was being distributed unfairly and left all too many out. Did you seek or receive that kind of support? No, I really didn't. I had um, a lot of support from uh, my my customer base and uh, new customers. And um, so I didn't really seek the money. A lot of people, you know, wonder why or ask. And I, I just felt that um, maybe it'd go best for somebody else. I, I've been in the business for a while. And honestly speaking, uh, me and my partner, we was taking care of the business out of our pockets. We're like, we still got to pay the rent out of our pocket anyway. <laughs> well, and what that speaks to is you really have built a sense of community in which the community is supporting and sustaining itself. Yes, yes. And and, and that's what's, what's important. When I opened up the business, I wanted to earn my way to success. My main goal was just trying to build up the customer base uh, during that time and, you know, letting customers know, we're there for you. Uh, we can get the product out to you. You and your partner, Kip Johnson, began this adventure together back in 2013. How have the challenges and opportunities of being a black small business owner evolved in the eight years you've been together? It's been pretty good. I used to sell books in gas stations, uh, beauty salon, barber shops. Uh, he was more of the vendor type person, uh, going to the different fairs and things of that nature where we actually did form the bookstore together. We just was doing different things under different uh, names and umbrellas. Washington All United and our conversation with Carlos Franklin continues on 89.1 WEMU. Carlos is co-owner of the Blackstone Bookstore and Cultural Center in Ypsilanti. And Carlos, you have said the mission of the business is to serve as a hub where the Ypsilanti community can come together to exchange ideas and to bring greater awareness of African-American literature and culture. How do you go about serving that mission at the store? As far as the hub, pre-pandemic, you know, we used to do a lot of events, gun buyback, uh, giving away things to the kids and mothers-to-be. And we had uh, musical events and poetry and things of that nature. So it was just more of a spot where um, any person of background or ethnicity can come and just sit and, and uh, partake in the things that we had going on. 
so that's where our way of being a hub. You know, you just come and do a little mind wrestling and, you know. Uh, <laughs> I love that term, mind wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I always say mind wrestling because, you know, it's, I think that's kind of what's missing. You know, there's no right, there's no wrong. It's just your point, my point, and let's wrestle and, and just see uh, what we come up with. And that's what I kind of enjoy because just learning about each other. So we're open to anybody, any race, creed, religion, whatever, and just speak your peace and let's see how we can make it uh, make sense. And there may be no more important uh, dialogue than the kind of conversation you're talking about having. And I think it's fair to say since the murder of George Floyd, there has been an increase in interest in black authors and black literature that extends beyond the black community. Have you seen increased interest through the Blackstone online presence and now back in person that things are changing in the manner in which we have those conversations? Yeah, I have seen it. You know, I, I don't want to be a business that's just uh, built on the moment. I want to be a business where people come to you because you do good business and, and you have what they want. So with that being said, yes, I have seen an increase of people that's interested in, you know, black authors and black books. But one of my things is that don't just get caught up in the political part of the black experience. Uh, read some black fiction, read some black poetry. If you really want to know what the black person is thinking, get some of these older books like in the 60s and the 70s and, the, you know, the 80s where they wasn't worried too much about the political correctness of things and just don't get caught up in just the political part of it or just the movement and what's going on right now. If you really want to learn culture and, and learn the artistic advancement of black people, then just go ahead and read some of those older books and, you know, Richard Wright, Claude Brown, and some of these, and even some of the fiction, uh, Donald Goins and Iceberg Slims. What um, you're pointing out is that black authors, black poets, and black creative minds have always been available to the public, but have been long underrepresented in the literary and publishing world, not because there aren't great numbers of writers and creatives, but because access has been willfully limited. Is this a period of time in which we exist now where there is opportunity to create greater change? Yeah, see, you summed it all up. See, that's why they got you on that side and I'm <laughs> on this side. <laughs> but but that that is correct. Now we have the opportunity where people can get their hands on it. And you have seen even some uh, books uh, during the pandemic. Uh, black authors have made the New York Times bestseller and things of that nature, which is good. It's all good for the cause. But like you say, it's so much to us, and I just don't want a person to get the wrong idea of we just all political and everybody's crying for a seat at the table. You know, sometimes that's not what we are 100 percent of the time. We, you know, we do other things as well. <laughs> so give me a personal experience. If I walk into a Blackstone Bookstore and Cultural Center, uh, what is my, going to be my experience? What is my opportunity to engage beyond just buying a book? Well, you know, when you come in, you know, you're going to be greeted with, you know, either me or Kip or uh, uh, one of our workers. You're going to see different things we have in the store. We sell flags, African uh, flags, African-American flags, Black Lives Matter flags. We sell daishikis. We sell toothpaste and uh, with no fluoride and shea butter and different things like that. So, and, 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 and every one of the most common words that I hear is, oh, I love the smell. We have incense, we have oils and candles and different things. So that's what you're going to first experience. Your senses is going to be there. And then you're going to be able to speak with someone that knows 
about the culture and um, and shared their insight, a firsthand experience. We have a small store, so most of our books are online, uh, where you can get it shipped, uh, or you can have it shipped to the store with no shipping fee, and just put in store pickup and pick it up. So those are some of the things that you will experience when you first come in. This is 89.1 WEMU's Washington R. United. Again, we're talking with the co-owner of the Blackstone Bookstore and Cultural Center in Ypsilanti. His name is Carlos Franklin. And, Carlos, this is obviously not a new passion for you. You're a Willow Run High School graduate. And well before partnering with Kip, as you mentioned, you were selling books out of the back of your car, gas stations, creating pop-up stores. Where did your passion for this come from? I always love books. I, I read all the time, and I always tell the story about I had a third-grade teacher that always fed that love. She bought books and, and brought them in, and I just read from Judy Bloom to, like I said, to uh, Claude Anderson. She just always grew that love. And so one of the things that I used to do is uh, when I read something, I wanted to share it. I started sharing my books that I'm buying, and then I was like, man, you know, when you, anybody that know about books, when you give them out, you never get them back. So I said, man, I got, I got to figure out a way where I can still read the books I like and share them with the people that I want to read them, but I'm not taking a loss. So I said, okay, well, maybe I could just sell them. So that way, if they don't give them back, I'm not worried about it because I recoup my loss, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I believe, Carlos, you have four children. How are you sharing this passion with them and their circle of friends, and how are you influencing the generation that comes behind you? One of the mistakes that I see, even when people come into the store, you know, when they want to pick books for their children, you know, they have a child that's 12 years old, and they grabbing this big Malcolm X, and, and I'm like, no, nah, let them pick what they want, and then once they get a love for it, then you kind of sneak that stuff in there, finance books, you know, history books, and it's not a, a fight or a struggle when you do it that way. So when your time at the store and the cultural center comes to an end, where would you like to leave it for those that are to follow? Really, I don't think of me having an end. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in for the long run, huh? That's right. As you move forward, in the sense you, you don't go anywhere because whoever come behind you, they kind of just pick up where you left off and everything is kind of in the direction set forth. So, you know, I'm, I'm always key that, you know, you don't make followers, you make leaders. And, and so that's how I look at it. And that's why I feel like I'm not trying to go nowhere, even if it's not Blackstone Bookstore, even if it's not books, it's going to always be something that's going to be tied in, but it's going to still feed the movement. And and the movement is not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's more of an educational thing. Well, I'd like to thank you for leading me through the conversation today and sharing your perspective. I do appreciate it, Carlos. And I appreciate you, and I thank you. That is Carlos Franklin, co-owner of the Blackstone Bookstore and Cultural Center in Ypsilanti, which you will find along Michigan Avenue, right across the street from the Ypsilanti District Library's downtown branch. For more information on the store, go to blackstonebookstore.com and visit our website. We'll have all the information you need at wemu.org. I'm David Fair, and... This is your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.